Hi guys and welcome to Pol Ke Bol. This uh, podcast is uh, something which I have been meaning to do for quite some time. It's it's basically a book review of the book uh, The Billionaire Raj, a journey through India's new gilded age, written by James Crabtree. uh it's it's one of the best books i have read in a long long time because uh, this book doesn't take any sides and it shows india uh, in a very objective fashion i mean at least as objective as it could have in uh, these volatile and politically correct times uh the author currently is an associate professor uh, of practice at the lee kwan school of public policy at national university of singapore uh he was formerly the mumbai bureau chief for the financial times and uh, so so this is a guy who knows his shit right like he he is a british national if i'm not wrong let me check it out So before journalism uh, Mr Crabtree was a senior policy advisor in the UK Prime Minister Str- Strategy Unit under Prime Minister Tony Blair and Gordon Brown so labor prime ministers he's a labor guy so he is a bit of a left wing guy uh, but that does not stop Uh, him from uh, belting out an absolutely stunning book you know about india's economy and where it is headed and where it is coming from and why it is the way it is you know like that is very important for me so what this book essentially talks about is income inequality in india and how despite india's great economic growth in the last couple of uh, you know decades and in the ensuing decades uh, further it's not growing equally whose pockets is it lining you know that's the main question of this book and what it is trying to tell you is that it is going to these bollygarks you know these bollywood oligarchs <laughs> is what he calls them these bollygarks and uh, he says that uh, so for our listeners an oligarch uh, the term originally originated uh, uh, in the early 90s after the breakup of the ussr where the government actually uh, auctioned off most government owned projects and government industries to a select group of industrialists who are nothing but allegedly goons you know who were allegedly nothing but goons and they were thieves and uh, they were handed uh, all these important uh, infrastructural projects and uh, all these important um, uh, you know industries like steel oil and you can imagine so if just a handful of people are controlling the country via the means of money you know then it's called an oligarchy what the author is trying to say is india is not an oligarchy but it might become one if uh, you know they did not stop these big companies which are guzzling up so much of money you know and of course they are providing uh, a lot of uh, employment in return but it's not proportional so he the author is calling for infrastructural change in term environment uh, a change in the ecosystem of how business is run in india okay and how politics is run in india and it's it's not it's not preaching what he's doing what he's actually trying to do is show us where we are right now and where we are headed and what should be avoided so it's it's a great uh, it's a great topic you know in today's day and age it's important you know that despite seeing a lot of new jobs new kind of jobs coming up in this new economy india needs 10 million jobs per year and i don't think we are even close to producing 10 million jobs per year we are not i think we are currently producing only a million jobs a year what happens to the remaining 9 million
because if you, so I'll give you an example of how the book is structured right the book has like around 20 chapters you could say and out of them uh, each chapter is dedicated to almost say one billionaire in India one famous billionaire in India or one famous personality in India who's driving our economy who's driving a culture who's driving a politics you know because all these three streams you know come together and create the great Indian uh, economy which is touted uh, to take over the world in the 21st century so i'll tell you one of the uh, one of the uh, the book starts with uh, one of the chapters on uh, basically the richest man in india which is uh, mr mukesh ambani and uh, so just uh, incidentally mukesh ambani's uh, son is getting married right now uh, i think akash ambani is getting married right now as we speak as this episode is being released um, then the, the next uh, chapter is on mr vijay malya uh, and basically <laughs> He calls all the, there is one chapter on Adani, there is one chapter on the uh, entrepreneurs of South India, uh, one chapter which explains why money is required in politics in India and how the season of scams which started around 2008, 9, 10, you know, uh, how they engulfed India, how they engulfed India's politics and how they shaped our politics in the future. Because let's not forget that uh, one of the main priorities of the Modi government, one of the main promises of the Modi government was that it will stop corruption, you know, and uh, it was only possible that pitch was only possible because of the significance of the season of scams, which is basically the Commonwealth game scams, the 2G scam, the Colgate scam, and just that is this is just one of the many, many, many few many uh, scams, which we knew about, you know, around uh, 10 years ago. Uh, but I think the crux of it was around 2011-12 or so. Going forward, this book also speaks about the house of debt, which is uh, nothing but uh, how India's banks, both public as well as private sector banks, have messed up to such an extent that they have so many NPAs, uh, which is basically uh, non-performing assets, which is basically bad loans. Like these banks have given out loans to these, uh, you know, businesses who aren't able to repay them. And because they aren't able to repay them, they aren't getting more loans, those businesses houses and when these business houses aren't getting more loans they aren't able to continue with the projects which means these projects are now stuck if these projects are stuck these businesses are bleeding if these businesses are bleeding they aren't able to sustain if they aren't able to sustain it simply means uh, employees are going to lose the jobs and the economy is going to suffer and ultimately the government suffers because they are like they tumhare time pe kya ho gaya? You understood? Lots of uh, banks uh, currently have been hit by scams in India. Uh, if you follow the news, uh, why are those scams there? And who are these uh, uh, tycoons who have scammed the hell out of our banks, you know, and they have run away? What, 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 how did it happen? Where did they get the balls to do all of this? You know, if, if you want to know all of this, you know, you need to read the book. It's a fantastic book, which goes about saying that how even our leading bankers, you know, they kind of knew this was going to happen or this is happening, but they couldn't do it because they were powerless. And uh, suddenly now the new government is there. They're trying to find out how to improve things or how to at least ensure they become, they aren't as bad as they were before. That particular chapter in my eyes was sensational, absolutely sensational. It showed where the rot actually, you know, was lying and 
how almost everyone was uh, responsible for it which is why even bankers who were considered as i was saying were considered sophisticated intelligent uh, you know members of the society they failed us they failed themselves they failed us too uh, of course uh, no book about india and its story india and its economy is possible without uh, the mention of prime minister narendra modi i think there are three chapters of narendra modi uh, and james crabtree goes very deep into the myth uh of narendra modi and the man that is narendra modi as best as he can you know as best as he could as best as anyone could have very unbiased uh but yeah of course a little bit of bias is there where he you know like criticizes modi but doesn't really uh shed light on the fact that why has modi been able to captivate the country in such a manner you know i mean a huge reason in my eyes why modi has been able to get away Uh, with so many mistakes in fact one of the chapters in james crabtree's book is basically the tragedies of modi because i have al- always believed that modi has good intentions and uh, but but he isn't really great at executing uh, his uh, plans you know he he messes up a lot i wish uh, mr crabtree would have gotten deeper into it you know because if any other prime minister would have tried to pull a demonetization that would have been political suicide other than that uh, i think he ends it on a positive note he's interviewed a lot of these uh, billionaires uh, a lot of politicians a lot of bankers personally he's actually done that in fact uh, one of uh, one of the interviews is with uh, mr vijay malia it's uh, it's right there where he is in london right now you know i think it's a 2017 interview if i'm not wrong and uh, it it makes you understand things from a macro perspective you know why is india what it is and uh, where is it going and what does it need to go you know one anecdote from the book about this uh, supposed uh, conversation between uh, one of the major party heads uh, of the chinese communist party and uh, one of their civil servants and what he said was this if you fight corruption too little we lose the country if you fight corruption too much we lose the party it's it's a sensational statement in my eyes and uh, what mr crabtree actually is insinuating with that is uh, that uh, it's necessary that although modi has uh, done a fantastic job of actually stopping uh, corruption uh, from what it was before at least uh, now it is uh, imperative that he understands that the, even the economy has uh, not progressed as much as he would have liked to because india as a nation has been uh, structured in such a way at least uh, in the short term india needs to use uh, corruption in a positive way to ensure economy chugs along and later on as uh, things improve uh, maybe hopefully uh, we will uh, forget what corruption was like at least in its current form it won't exist and uh, not only will india be a progressive uh, developed nation but also corruption free but for now it is a necessary evil that must be regulated and not completely stopped thank you so much this was pol ke bol's review of the billionaire raj a journey through india's new gilded age by james crabtree i would give this book uh, an 8.5 on 10 absolutely brilliant please go for it thank you 